Welcome, everyone, to the Women's Conference 2017. We're at the California Women's Conference here in Long Beach. So excited to be joining you. And we are here with an amazing panel of experts we're calling the Political Panel. So very excited to have you all joining us. And I wanted to just go down the row, have you each introduce yourselves and share why you said yes to this panel and being here today. Would you like to start? Absolutely. My name is Wendy Gruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a, I call it recovering politician. I oh, was a city, <laughs> city council member and controller for the city of Los Angeles and uh, mayoral candidate uh, four years ago. And I, I wanted to be on this panel because the message we're sending is that women should run for office, that uh, yes. we need more women in office, that it matters uh, that you have a woman's voice. Uh, it doesn't mean that you just vote for any woman that is running for office, but it means you vote for someone who shares your values, uh, but that there is a benefit to having uh, more women in office, whether it be on the local level, the state level, or the federal level, and particularly here at this Women's Conference, which is about empowerment. Love it, love it, love it. Well, welcome. Glad to have you you joining us. Uh, My name is Barbie Applequist, Mm -hmm. and I uh, am a former candidate for state senate Mm -hmm. here in Southern California. And I decided to you'll be here to join today's panel uh, to talk about how important it is that more women run. Uh, women tend to win races at the same rate as men, but we just don't have as many women who run for office. Mm, so I serve on a couple know. of local boards uh, that focus on women running for office and women winning office. So I'm excited to be here to share those stories. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. My name is Sherry Jeffy, and I'm here because Mia Kelly asked me. Her husband, (laughs) Michael, was one of my uh, best students in the graduate program in public policy at the University of Southern California, and I officiated at Michael and Mia's wedding, so there was no way I could say no. But I am also here because I think it is so important for women to focus on the issues of concern all of society in this political environment. Wonderful. We're glad to have you join us. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Alex Quinnell Dehu, and mm-hmm. I was elected to the Maine State Legislature, and I do public affairs with the Navy Reserve, as well as uh, do communications consulting and training a lot of women and veterans to run for office. Oh, wonderful. And I'm passionate about seeing more women get elected to office, particularly veterans as well, because it really, really will make a difference in the policies we see passed Mm -hmm. that will benefit the communities. And that you don't have to have everything lined up to start running. You can go to a great training program, you just have the passion of why to run, and then that's gonna inspire others to jump aboard. Love it, love it, love it. So we're live streaming, we're reaching 2.5 million around the world, so we're very, very excited about that. And I wanted to have you all share, thinking about a global audience, And listeners, viewers, I want you to be leaning into this conversation because this is really here to serve and support you. So you may be feeling a call to step forward a little bit more and you don't have to have everything lined up and ready. So I appreciated you sharing that, that we need more women stepping forward and being willing. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And... We each have an opportunity to step forward in our own lives on those things that matter most to us. So I want you to be thinking about this as we go through our conversation here on this panel. Um, But I want to give you just a moment to pause, sink in, because we are reaching an international audience as well. If there's something on your heart that you would like to share as well, and we'll go down the row 30 seconds each. 
Well, I, th- I think, uh, you know, for the international audience, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, many of you uh, that are represented in countries uh, across the world have more women who are heads of state in those, in those countries, um, that you have recognized mm-hmm. the power of uh, intellectual capacity, whether it is a, a woman or a man or whatever ethnicity you may be. Mm-hmm. And so, so uh, you may have other challenges uh, in e- economics or other kinds of issues, but I think particularly we find that internationally that women have uh, had greater progress than they have here in the United States of America and that we Very need to follow some of your lessons and how to support women get, getting elected to office. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so my family's uh, originally from Sweden on my mm-hmm. dad's side. So I think about looking to my you know, Nordic family, my Scandinavian family, such leaders when it comes to gender equality and gender parity and gender equity, uh, both in leadership as well as in policies that have mm. been put in place. And I, I hope that uh, the United States can look at those models and see the, the growth that's occurred. I mean, not just in terms of, of general happiness, but also you know, GDP. And mm-hmm. by allowing uh, certain programs to move forward, you're improving the number of women who are in the workplace, which improves the bottom line for not just those families, but for the entire country. Yep. So I'm looking forward to exploring that. And thus the world. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All Wonderful. good things. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, there are more visible, high-level women in other countries than there are in here, particularly on the presidential level, if you will. But I'm not so sure we're any worse or any better on the, lo- the legislative levels, on the national legislative level, the state legislative level, or the local legislative level. And I think that you know, women worldwide need to focus more on those levels of government and those level of politics because in the end that's where fish or cut bait really means something with regard to power, with regard to policy, with regard to a stream of candidates who can move up to the highest level. I love this, and I feel like this is a call to action, and we're getting ready to get ready to someday maybe take the step. Like, the time is now. We have this opportunity, and that's tapping into a little bit of what you're sharing, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to respond to the global focus. Yeah, globally, I mean, I've been to over about 42 countries across the uh, world, and it's fascinating to look. The UN's done a number of studies and others where countries have better representation of women in office and women... Uh, engaged in the community, they are much more secure and less violent rates. Mm. And so the impact of having women engaged at all levels, particularly in the uh, leadership realm, is a direct result into the productivity and the safety of the country. Wonderful. That's something we, I know, want more productivity and safety. And here we have an opportunity and helping women step forward can directly impact that. So love, love, love that. Now, I, the question from the panel <laughs> to the panel <laughs> that, I, that I want to um, bring forward. And if we could keep our answers around 30 seconds. Oh, we have more? Okay, bring it on. Okay, okay. So the first question (laughs) that we want to ask is, how do we develop women to step in and run for office? And I'd like to take two responders to this. I can give you the easy answer. Okay, go for it. You're number one. You're up. Of course, if America is going to be happy with it, but it Okay, never mind. You don't get to answer. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that was the case. Go on, go on. Please, Elect Donald Trump, 
Emily's list has indicated that since uh, President Trump's election, they've had over 12,000 requests from women who want to know how to run for public office. There is a definite increase in the number of women looking to get involved in politics and in policy because uh, the message from the Trump administration has been that women's issues, which are really everybody's issues, are at risk because of this administration. I'm not doing it to be snarky, although I am snarky. <laughs> but if it's something, if women feel threatened, if women feel risk, if anybody in a democracy feels that way, that is when people get involved. And we are seeing it in the United States. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Who else? Sure. We have one. So yes. I'm going gonna, gonna to jump in. Yep, go for uh, it. I think that, so two kind of parts to this. This The first is uh, for women who are currently able to run now, right? So adult grown women mm -hmm. who could run. Uh, I like to think about Sheila Kuehl, who's our LA County supervisor, mm -hmm. uh, who's run for office before she was our state senator, our state assemblywoman. Uh, she saw running for office as an interview. An mm. interview to all of the constituents and all the voters that was a two-year-long process. And I think women need to look at running for office in a similar way. There are thousands of training programs across this country to help encourage and support um, and train women to run for office, to, for women to run and for women to win. So I think we need to uh, explore looking at that, supporting that organizations like Emerge California and Close the Gap. And um, uh, there are some nonprofit and there are other nonpartisan ones that I'm sure if you go to any of our websites, mm -hmm. you can find information on. Uh, but I think the other thing is we need to encourage our young women to take risks and to run. Uh, and for our young men to see women running and winning. Uh, by doing that, it's not just about this current generation. I hope in 20 years that the numbers don't drop, that all of a sudden there's this explosion of interest and then that's it. We need to make sure that this culture of running, of, of taking those risks, of stepping up for stepping up and, and standing up for what you believe in, that our, our young girls are doing that just as much as the women on this panel are. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else has it on their heart? They really, they didn't get a chance and they want to respond? Well, I just would add that, you know, there are these training programs and encourage mm -hmm. uh, women also become members of commissions um, to be able to volunteer and be part of it and to not think that their first step has to be that they're running for office. There mm -hmm. are baby steps uh, getting Beautiful. up to that that I think are important and to look at the support that's necessary to, to run and start thinking about who would help you, who would contribute to your campaign, who would volunteer, what are the issues that would matter to you, and, and to begin thinking about it now and not wait till the last minute to do that <laughs> good good tip <laughs> i love that and listeners and viewers i want you to just pause for a moment and think about what matters to you what is something that you want to see come forward and maybe you're looking for that group that organization you're looking for someone out there in a leadership position to do that and you keep looking I find that's actually an indicator you may be called to actually step forward and lead that and starting to make that list and seeing what do I need? What can I tap into? What is the vision? Where do I want this to go? What are the resources I need is the starting step and then move into action. Wonderful. So we have one more question I wanted to bring forward and then I have my own question as well. So how do we set, how do we get to 40% of women? I can't quite read. 
Thank you. In key government roles, like in Israel, how can we do that? Who what has a suggestion? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I hey, 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 hey. Why are we setting the bar <laughs> so low? Okay. Yeah. 40% women are, are greater than 50% more. in this country. Yeah, we're, we're, we're more than 60 plus percent. Let's do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how do we get there? So let's, everyone wants to respond. So we'll start with you this time. Well, we want unlimited possibility and potential, right? Beautiful. So the first thing that one of the first things that needs to change is the social context where women really need to be asked eight times before they run mm. and for whatever reason that is that's a society that we live in right now and that needs to be busted through and when guys can we run, ask them right now yeah. so here's number one please run if you're feeling that pull you're feeling a call we'd love to step into leadership why do you well, have but, to ask and right. I, the thing is like the reason is because you don't have to have everything in line i mentioned this in the mm -hmm. panel earlier is that it's not about have to be, not having everything you need, then doing something and being happy with the result. It's about having the vision first, mm -hmm. doing something with it, and then being happy. And Dr. Mm. King didn't have a five-point plan to start with. He had a dream and a vision. He did things like tell well. good speeches and move forward, <laughs> and then we have a re re result. One at a time. So <laughs> the example is, he is that. He did have a plan. Okay. Well, exactly, he had a plan after the w dream. His dream was there, and then he had a plan that went with it, and then he had a great result like the Voting Rights Act. So you don't have to have everything in place. You don't have to be asked first. You don't have to have all the finances in place. 86% of people, the first time they run, they lose. So the goal is, it's not just one done, it's a process where you gain mm -hmm. the knowledge and experience going forward. Uh, Bill Clinton, Abraham Lincoln, uh, tons of really famous people, Barack Obama, lost their first election. And they gained the knowledge, the experience, and the connections, and then the second time they won, and they made a real impact in their community. Love that. So then we can learn from that and then move forward powerfully, beautifully. Okay, next. Students? <laughs> Well, how do we get there? I'm, I'm a cynic. <laughs> I have no idea how we get there. People have to want to get there. I think that's all I, I, I can say. And people have very divergent motives as to why they want to get there. And I, I think you just can't look at gender being a pillar around which all women gather. There are so many other factors involved in political choice. But it sounds like there's this willingness that Define needs to be willingness. there. That you have to be willing. You must. I mean, yeah. as I said on the panel, if you want to run, run. And, and Alex is right. You're likely not to win the first time. But as I also said, there was a study done by the Democratic pollster Celinda Lake which said that when women run the second time, having lost the first, the, the percentage of the vote they get increases two to three percent. People know them better, they're more comfortable with them. And her conclusion was, if there were a woman running against Donald Trump for re-election and that formula held, Donald Trump would be a one-term president. And for context, for two to three percent in most elections in a, in a competitive seat is really close. It's, it's a lot. 
I only won by 3% when I ran the second time. Mm. So that's a, that's a major difference. Thank you for giving that context, too. And I love this kind of reset I'm getting in, in my mind, and I think this is something that's really helpful for any person, whether they're called to be in politics or not, um, or called to step forward in a leadership position or not, that sometimes we let that one-time failing or losing stop us. Mm-hmm. And so I love this perspective of learning that it actually isn't that big of a deal. You learn from that, and then you get to step forward, and then that's kind of part of the process. So yeah, Alex is love, pointing love that. to me. Okay, you're up. I ran Add. once, and I lost once, and I hope to run again. You know, I think about, you know, how do we get these numbers up, right? Mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, let's have nine female Supreme Court justices, because why not, right? We don't think anything it. about it having nine men in that position of power. But I went to an all-women's college, and in the all-women's college, women ran for office, right? We ran for president of the school board, we, or, or as student government association, we ran for all the different positions because that's what we did when we were women. So it's was not it a this... women's college? It was a women's college. That's an important part okay. of it. A very important part of it. But it's just the idea that I think a lot of people, uh, the public perception is that women aren't as interested. We're, women are shy, or we're, we're, we see ourselves as more vulnerable. So I, I go back to those times in college and in high school thinking, you know what? But these women ran. We stood up, we did this, and we saw other women who ran. Uh, so we need to you know, encourage that to happen at the, the younger levels, uh, but fail forward. There is mm, so much it. you can learn from failing. There is so much you can learn from experiments. Think about science experiments, right? How many things have we been able to take away from failed science experiments, mm-hmm. new technologies that we use every single day because some rocket didn't go the way that it was supposed to go? Uh, so remember, there's so much you can learn even in, in failing in a race. I came in last place. For most people, that's a huge fail. And a lot of the women that I ran with and a lot of the men I ran with in my race, they're not in politics anymore Mm. but I am I haven't stepped down I've stepped up and I keep stepping and I think we just need to encourage people to do that to fail forward wonderful thank you and I'd love to have you share it are you able to about 30 seconds I want to I can do 30 seconds I think the point that Barbie made you know just stepping up and and winning that election is important getting to that next step of saying it doesn't matter whether you win or lose you Mm -hmm. go to that next level and I will just tell you in in my age because I'm a little older although you know Sherry's a little yeah but I I remember when I was in high school and I was student body president and I was asked the question was I ever going to run for office Mm -hmm. and my response in 1979 was no I'm going to marry a congress member I'm not going to run and so I'm so proud that my positions changed mm-hmm. and that I listened and I saw role models, but we have to continue that and yes. was able to be an elected official and, and break some of my own barriers, but um, we still have a lot of room to go. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, I want to thank all of you for stopping by and spending some time with us. Thank you. Really, really appreciate thank it. You. Love the insights. Listeners and viewers, I hope you got an opportunity to shift the thinking a little bit, things that you can apply to your life. And I encourage you during this next break to really start looking at where you're being called. How can you start stepping forward? How can we fail forward? What are those things that we can start to move forward in? Thank you so much. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.